Good morning, my tasty greens. Time for breakfast. I haven't forgotten you. This is Richard Wilson speaking. Thank you for downloading One Foot in the Podcast. So I'm a wrinkly, crinkly, but don't shed a tear. Hello and welcome, Footers and Gravers, to One Foot the Podcast. With me this week, a brand new guest reviewing Love and Death, which is episode five of series two. We're almost at the end now of the rewatch series with you, the fans. And I'd like to welcome Sarah Garden from, is it from the Manchester area? Yeah, Manchester. From Manchester. Yeah. Good to have you on. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Lovely to have you on. And I've had got quite a few uh, listeners in the Ma- Manchester region especially being oh, on this podcast so it's it's great to, to represent the northwest yeah on the pod <laughs> so you, you're a, a one foot fanatic watching it yeah. presumably growing up in the uh, in the 90s yeah watching it with my parents who absolutely love it um you know so um yeah i mean so as so far as like my mum says that um, my dad taught fix for everything he knows <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about being grumpy yeah which is very true um so yeah just remember like you know watching it with my parents in the evening and and laughing at all the different episodes and everything yeah getting into it that way so happy memories yeah of sat around watching it with those two yeah and then obviously they promote the series to other members of the family who then started watching it as well so yeah um, Fantastic. If, would you have chosen to review Love and Death if you could have chosen to review any of the episodes? Because obviously I've done done them all now, but obviously I'm Ooh. sure you like this episode. Where, where does it rank for you? Would you have preferred to have reviewed another episode potentially? Be on the spot always, there. Yeah, I've always liked this episode. I think because, well, one, it's like set in Bournemouth, which is a beautiful place. I've always liked it, and just the comedy of it, and the 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 misunderstandings that that come up as well, which is, I think, um, unusual, certainly for Margaret, misunderstandings as well, because she normally, like, you know, sees things black and white, points out bits as mistakes, but then she's making mistakes as well. So, yeah, it's different. It's good to see a different side of Margaret as well. It's all about misunderstandings, isn't it, in this uh, this series? And there's quite a few in this episode, which I don't know where it ranks for one of the darkest endings. Mm, yeah, I don't think it's as dark as like um, you know the one set in the old people's home because it's really. Oh no, dark. that's true. Um, yeah, I got to admit, I've watched this episode on and off throughout the years. Before I was of an age where I paid close attention to storylines, I suppose the first couple of times I watched this, I just thought they were both um, Victor and Mark that is were taken advantage of. But obviously, it's only when you. I mean, I, I'm not speaking on behalf of all, all uh, viewers because they probably most people have got it, but basically, oh, that's a bit not very nice because April is very flirt- flirtatious with Victor, oh, yeah, and she yeah. looks quite scheming, doesn't she? Well, she yeah, seems she to be scheming in nature. Yeah, that obviously led to that incident at the end, and of course, mm-hmm. Margaret as well being in the wrong bed. So yeah. it's it's uh it's quite. It is again. It's another dark element to this the story, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And they both would have had that guilt forever and a day that yeah. they didn't mean to, but they're coaxed into a situation where they were unfaithful and they it wasn't their intention. They weren't, yeah. you know, in both intoxicated, either with headache tablets or uh, yeah. booze. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah. 
it's a great episode it's a unique episode because it's away from riverbank and yeah. on holiday apart from one foot in the algarve <laughs> we haven't seen them on holiday have we before like on holiday no just i mean mm. obviously as well going back to hearts of darkness they went on a day trip there but i don't think they've warm they've, champagne they've you, they come they come back didn't they from holiday yeah, they from holiday sore feet but yeah, yeah. you don't it, it definitely <laughs> adds to the, the uh, different dimension to a comedy yeah. when they've been on holiday <laughs> yeah um but i love it it's it's uh they're all great episodes but this one is yeah i mean it's 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 quite not sad, but like it is like frustrating at yeah. the end because like Victor and Margaret very unreasonable. But then from their point of view, they think that that's the situation. They could have just sat down and had a chat. <laughs> he wouldn't have, um, you know, vandalized her wig and and bedroom, yeah. and Vince wouldn't have been pushed off the top deck of no. a pier. No, I hope he can swim because that's quite far out, isn't it? Yeah. I was thinking that how do, <clears throat> excuse me, how does Margaret know he could swim? You know, she could have potentially drowned somebody there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, as well, <clears throat> like another reason I like this episode is because we actually stayed in the apartment where it's it's filmed as well. So was it actually that apartment? It well, it was a, a guest house, um, say apartment, a guest house. So it was um it didn't look anything like it did in the... I mean, this was back in 2013, and obviously this episode was filmed way before then, but the outside was completely different, you know, to what it was in the episode. So um, how much of it was a set, though, I presume? I presume all of it was a set, yeah, because nothing inside looks like... So obviously, what? from externally, obviously, it was... Yeah, they they filmed where they filmed, so that was the actual yeah. one you went to, right, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that at the time, or did you come back from holiday again? Oh, I just, I just realised I stayed at um, the boarding house of April and Vince. Yeah, I was just like, I got there and I was like, I recognise this place, and then I was like, oh, it's love and death. Yeah, so <laughs> then it's got a balcony outside as well. So me and my son Jamie was was stood on the balcony, and I was counting the houses, thinking, is it definitely this one? And I was like, it is. Yeah, amazing. So, yeah. I, so, I I really wanted to uh, stay at the Villa Bella in Fools and Horses. I don't know if you watch oh. Fools and Horses. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was knocked down years ago. Oh right, that's a shame. Unfortunately, oh, that's good. So you got a bit of a connection to the show then. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it this it was at Bournemouth, isn't it? You went to yeah Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I can't remember if they referenced in this episode that it's Bournemouth. No, they didn't. But then I've looked on the description and it said Victor and Margaret go to Bournemouth. So because so, yeah, so, like, oh. there's there seems to be a bit of a <laughs> almost a divide with fans of one foot of where they live mm. i think actually more than a divide probably more in favor that they live outside of london but there's a few people yeah. who speak to them like, no they, they clearly live on the coast you know stereotyping old people moving to the coast to retire and yeah. it's filmed in bournemouth so therefore it was in but it's not actually known it's not official but the fact no. you, they won't make a big deal of going on if you lived in bournemouth i don't know if you'd go down the road to stay in a boarding house so no, and then plus they're on a train weren't they at the start yeah, so yeah. maybe we should just crack on with the opening scene yeah how's that sound i was just about to say though in that episode where the again i can't remember the episode name now where victor gets the haunted caravan and mr swain end game end game yeah that's the one sorry um and mr swain pulls out the newspaper and he'd read he, he reads it out to victor mm-hmm. and he said gone to um an owner in the home counties so right yeah. So yeah, maybe they live in there. Yeah, another clue. Yeah. Okay, well we'll crack on as ever with the opening scene. Yeah. 
So the first thing I've only noticed this minutes so listeners might want to know that I might be even more rusty than usual because I didn't make any notes until 20 minutes before clicking record. I thought I had made notes. So that sounds ridiculous, but I've, I've been reviewing the other episodes close together, but not in order. And I've also watched this episode Love and Death a few times in the last week. So in my mind, I'd written notes and I clearly hadn't. But I've just noticed... Are you familiar with the highly offensive comedian Jerry Sadovitz? Who was uh, he's been around for decades, really, but he's he's been referenced in One from the Grave. But he was um, a very offensive comedian, Scottish right. chap. Uh, he was at the Edinburgh Fringe early this year, and they cancelled his show because after the first night, he was just absolutely, apparently, quite vulgar. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. Anyway, on this ca- on the carriage, you have to if you yeah. don't know what he looks like, Google Jerry Sadovitz. But right. it looks like Victor sat next to him like because Jerry Sadovitz has got curly brown hair we did then with yeah. a black hat on yeah. the top almost like a top hat but and a black cloak and it looks on this angle like Jerry Sadovitz so I just don't, he's not credited it's just an extra mm. it doesn't say anything he's only in this scene and you see him for the very opening shot and I just wonder if it is him it probably isn't but I just yeah yeah Oh, I'll have to Google that now. Just have to Google, yeah. Any Jerry Sadovitz fans might be able to verify it. But he's very hard to find his material online because it's uh, apparently that bad. I've never watched him live. I don't know any of his gags, but I hear the sorts of stuff he does. (laughs) (laughs) And if you are easily offended, I mean, yeah, you're not going to, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to watch him. No. Anyway, (laughs) um, so this opening scene sees uh, Victor sat next to. Dear old lady reading the joyous sex book. Uh, yeah. And she's played by, I hope I pronounced her name correctly, Myrtle Devonish. And it's the and she hasn't been in many things. She she's passed away now, but this is the mm. last appearance on TV, according to IMDB. And it's a very amusing shot because it's Victor he's doing a crossword or a brain teaser, but the look yeah. on his face as he looks next to him to see her read joyous <laughs> sex book. He's at in it's a common theme, isn't it, throughout one foot? Because he I don't know if he's sexually frustrated or just really old fashioned or both. Yeah. But he is a little he's a bit uh in a little bit of dismay that the idea of an an old person reading a book like that. Yeah. <laughs> more yeah. Victor's more Victor's problem, I think, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And she just has no shame of reading it on the train. I mean yeah. not that I read books like that, but I don't think <laughs> I could have a book like that on the train. I'd be like, okay. no. I was fine. <laughs> you, you want to sound good for you, love. You know, it's you're in your yeah. in your uh, twilight years and yeah. uh, make the most of it, isn't it? Yeah, but, definitely. But um, I, I, Victor probably is. I think there's a clue to him being a bit frustrated in that department because he's doing a brain teaser, isn't he? And Margaret reads out some of his clues to the. Uh, was it what was it? Was it the undemocratic? Keyword undemocratic. What have you got? Mount Nate. Moon, mound, ride, rude, crude, nude, rod, ram, nut, rut, nice, cute, round, dome, and dormice. Dormice is a bit of a random one in the end there, isn't it? (laughs) But does that tell us uh, things are on his mind and he subconsciously and he doesn't know it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's just (laughs) gone to his own little world, hasn't he, in that? Yeah, I think so. And presumably that he's written those um, answers down after he's noticed the Joyous Sex book. It's not as if he's been glancing over it and then writing it down. Yeah. He's he's already written those clues, so he yeah. can't really blame the book. It's just Victor in his ways. And, and Margaret is already in, in a bit of a mood, isn't she? 
Yeah, shit. Well, I don't know what's happened, but uh, the no. previous episode was Who Will Buy, where they met Patrick <clears throat> Pippa for the first time. And I'm just trying to remember if anything happened in that episode, which would because it that timeline is quite close. Sometimes they reference things that's happened in the previous episode, and they sometimes say, "Oh, a week ago, so this happened, or whatever." Yeah. So she's in a bit of a foul mood, and I think it's probably come to light that she is sexually frustrated. I think yeah. I, I think their Definitely. marriage is a bit loveless in that department. Yeah. Yeah. Probably just a society thing that when you, you know, apparently when you're 60 and, and above, it just doesn't happen. And no, Mark no. and Victor fall into that category. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Might not happen for people over 30, for all I know, you know. That's, um, Who knows? <laughs> she, she's been insecure a few times, hasn't she, throughout the series? Just off the top of my head, yeah. obviously Millicent, which is more than warranted because Millicent mm. was toying with her, you know, literally goading her, lying about Victor being in her bed. Yeah. Uh, Isabella in One Foot in the Algarve, you know, when yeah. he's, uh, she gives him a kiss on the forehead, doesn't she, when they go off for a drink, yeah. which we don't see. And he's obviously um, performed the Heimlich maneuver on her. Yeah. So it's a few. Okay. If, can you think of any other example where Margaret's had got jealous or insecure? Mm. Oh, I did have one then and I can't, it's just gone out of my head. I mean, there'll be a scene later, a scene or two later, which. Yeah, part of the plot, isn't it? Yeah. I suppose. I suppose in the first series when he's he's hanging around with the art, the nude modelist, nude yes, model, the new model, he's definitely a bit. Uh, whereas Victor's always everything goes over his head, doesn't it? Yeah, he's very oblivious to everything. Like you know, he, even in the first series when <laughs> when the old man, apologies, I can't remember his name, is like trying to you know, there's a misunderstanding there, and he's trying to you know, yeah. Margaret and he thinks Victor thinks that he's just showing off what a good gardener he is and Victor isn't you know so he's everything's going over his head you know so yeah he's very is it Harold isn't it in uh that episode I think it's uh the eternal quadrangle yeah with the even though he's Harold is in in their bed he doesn't really (laughs) he's annoyed because what what you doing in my bed he doesn't really question it like some men might do if he came home (laughs) but um yeah uh, it, it, it's a bit of an atmosphere yeah victor and margaret and uh yeah. so the purpose of their trip is to see april and vince who yeah. we've not heard from before heard of before no they it's not a couple they particularly like a lot of people they in their university they don't really <clears throat> like people do they no like I, ronnie mildred it's, it's, it, i think they're like a ronnie and mildred type yeah yeah um definitely. i wonder if vince and april could have been ronnie and mildred at in David's eyes, because Ronnie Mildred haven't been introduced. They, they, I know in Timeless Time at the end of this series, Victor considers opening a, a late Christmas present from them out of boredom, yeah, but yeah. he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to go there, but we've never seen them at this point. So, no. yeah, Vince and April are just like Ronnie Mildred. Yeah. The way yeah. They're, they're just so, I don't, they're not both upbeat because Vince is more sort of in his own world, isn't he? A little bit yeah. peculiar. Does he come across as a bit creepy ish? I don't know. It's, it's a bit, yeah, a bit unfair. Maybe, yeah, but also I think childlike as well. And I definitely think in that relationship, April wears the trousers. Oh, yeah. But I think she absolutely loves that, though. Yeah. She, she loves to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they plant a few things in this scene about the the um, hygiene of the hotel and how Vince likes to talk to his cucumbers, which yeah. will, will interlink later. The carriage looks like the one that's in an episode of Mr Bean. Oh and yeah, thought, could be the same. Yeah, set they used. Yeah, it's a good spot thought, actually. Yeah, I thought. Oh, maybe. And um, I thought maybe the BBC just used the same set. And then I was like, Oh no, Bean was on ITV. Um. So yeah, I thought they could have shared. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah, 
because I, I believe Pinewood Studios is, is used by different uh, production companies who, yeah. who, who air to different channels. Yeah. I'm just wondering, you don't get train carriages like that anymore, do you, for, for regular <laughs> trips? You do for novelty, like Santa trains, don't you? Or yeah. if it's yeah. like, uh, if you're going on the, a quick tour of um, on a steam train, you might, yeah. but you it's been years, isn't it, since people oh, yeah. sat in a carriage like that, like yeah. decades, probably. Yeah. It probably was the mid-90s when he could last use a, go on a trip, a main, yeah. like a mainstream, not the right word, trip journey. Yeah. Unless there's certain long-distance trains that still have, that setup you don't really get a private carriage anymore do you you get no. first class and it's a bit but you don't it's just a, it's not a thing anymore is it no it's 1990 isn't it or filmed in 1989 or the start yeah. of 1990 should i say so uh, yeah yeah long time ago yeah, yeah i just thought then um cause obviously it's a bit of the top this is called love and death isn't it and the love yeah. element i just thought because margaret seems frustrated in that department as well mm. or more obviously frustrated she's a little bit horrified to learn that victor who again is quite old-fashioned with this sort of thing so i said i overheard a couple of waitresses speaking of their boyfriends uh, yeah. Yeah, private parts and comparing yeah. dimensions and she didn't yeah. she didn't get it she went what dimensions but she looked like she did get it because she's a bit horrified that he overheard this yeah so i don't i don't know why she's because she's what dimensions like she's really upset that victor would hear this kind of thing but she's a bit more open-minded so that's, yeah. that's slightly i mean i read far into that bit of dialogue but I just don't know where Margaret's coming from from that, but she does use a, a steel ruler gag. Oh yeah, later like, on, which is yeah, yeah. Oh, and also when uh, Victor's reading the problem page, and there's a lady that's wrote in. I think that I've made notes on is I think they're both in the seventies, and yeah. they have relations every Saturday night with the help of painkillers. <laughs> and Margaret just looks really frustrated. She's like, "I'll say you." <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I suppose um, Margaret's probably quite disappointed to say the least that Victor's views on people having sex when they're quote unquote too old mm. she probably feels old because it's only a few years time she's they're going to, to the Algarve and she's she says she's approaching 60 and that doesn't she so she let's assume she's late 50s yeah she's probably thinking oh great so already that's out the window for the rest of our days yeah um but there's that obviously in the broken reflection the episode where his brother comes to stay he's in the Chinese and in he with her there's the two ladies smoking yeah. there's a packet of condoms on the floor and he's repulsed <laughs> by that isn't he yeah he's yeah. that those moments are when victor truly is a bit of a grump like a miserable mm. old fool like because he isn't like generally he, we're on his yeah. side but there, there are there's the odd glimmer of, of stereotype old man old-fashioned yeah. sort of vibe yeah <laughs> so we're now at uh the boarding house i don't know what the difference between a boarding house and a guest house is but they um, call it a boarding house i know i know you board somewhere but it just it's the same thing as far as i can tell yeah I, I there's bedrooms know. there's a dining room area restaurant uh, you have your own bedroom you don't have your own bathroom seemingly it seems like the bathroom is shared between victor so we'll see their room in a minute we'll see petra and marie obviously have their own room i won't call them by i won't say midgets i'll say dwarfs they obviously have their own room and then you've got april and vince got their room plus yeah. there's quite a few guests in that dining room which they might not be staying the night to be fair they might just be eating there yeah. they seemingly on that floor have just the one toilet which seems yeah. a bit if they had an ensuite the mix-up at the end wouldn't have happened i looked at this opening scene and it's very faulty towers isn't it with the because even april she's played by georgina hale for anyone yeah. who wasn't i'm sure you're all aware been in loads of stuff but she just seems like the the ever-present and over-caring hostess a bit like sybil or sybil 
it's definitely more lazy if you're faulty towers if you're familiar with faulty towers you know sort of mothering all of the guests and yeah sort of slightly over, yeah. over the top way margaret arrives once again and she's wearing the dress uh, uh, she wore in, we have put a living in the tomb you know where uh they yeah. go to watch a show Les Miserables yeah. one year early and she's wearing that she's, obviously the costume department have kept that in I say when I re- reviewed that episode I thought it was the dress she she and Mrs Wallboys wore in Hearts of Darkness but it isn't so, yeah. it's very similar yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um they're sat at the captain's table yeah they, they special guests aren't they and uh yeah. in comes Vince who played played the very familiar Stephen Lewis yeah. Blakey on the buses if you're yeah. on the buses fan it's a great opening line because he's just come to move the next door neighbour's cat sorry about that she's next doors she can smell the fish stain on the chair <laughs> no yeah. sort of shame in saying it like saying it out loud in front of guests and obviously no. he's going to be sneezing and all sorts isn't he oh. and it's just oh filthy oh, filthy, ta- filthy towers eh yeah my OCD <laughs> is just going now <laughs> <laughs> Victor comes in quite suited and booted they've, they've, they've made the effort Nathan Eldrews actually yeah. to be fair to them yeah. He's got a face like thunder because uh, a seagull a seagull in the bottom of the toilet. Yeah, a seagull is in the toilet upstairs. Um, and he says to April, he tells April about it, but she thinks he's joking. So she starts laughing and she said, oh, it must have fall, flown through the window and fallen, fallen through the bowl. So he says, well, I don't don't expect it uh, fell out of somebody's bottom. And April looked. Just horrified at that. She just, just laughs often. She, yeah, yeah, she that does. Was, that was another faulty towers similarity because the hotel inspector he identifies. Well, he he knows of two dead pigeons in the water tank in that <laughs> scenario. So this is yeah similar thing, but yeah slightly different. Yeah, there's, there's obviously the the Bruce Forsyth gag isn't there because she yeah. says and how's Victor mm, so nice to see you <laughs> alright my love oh sorry I thought Bruce Forsyth had just walked into the room <laughs> he's quite plainly rude to her isn't he yeah he is I don't know yeah. how I was going to say how often they see them but it's referenced by April that she says to Margaret we haven't seen you since Victor retired yeah and I don't know how it couldn't have been that long since I don't I feel like we're on a series two but yeah. it could have been more than a year or two since we no. were introduced to Victor that's what I thought yeah it's probably a year or two so but I think in April April's world she's thinking that Victor's just being funny and maybe a bit you know just having a laugh with her but uh yeah, yeah being rude because I'd be like all right there's no need to be so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the appeal is uh, for April, if Victor's quite dismissive of her, yeah. I know Vince isn't exactly charming or an endearing sort from what we see. So yeah. I don't know what the appeal is from the Meldrews' point of view. Well, for their point of view, liking the Meldrews, mm-hmm. like sorry, April's yeah. appeal for Victor. Obviously, I think Margaret can take it or leave it. I don't think she's that yeah. bothered. She's sort of like, uh, I wonder if Mrs. Warboys knows of April and Vince. I think Mr. Yeah. Wolves would absolutely love them. Oh, yeah, they'd get on my house on fire. Yeah, definitely. Mr. Yeah. Sweeney. I, I, you, you just know Patrick and Pip would find them <laughs> peculiar, but I think Nick Sweeney and Gene Wallboys would probably fit in quite well. Would absolutely love yeah. to be sort of in a homely environment like that. Yeah, and could you imagine if they did a scene where they're all together and then Victor walks in and sees them all? I think that would just be his worst nightmare. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's not very much of a scene, is it? It's just introducing us to those one-off uh, characters. 
it makes me laugh though when um, Vince sneezes and says, "Oh, it must be the cat." And Victor doesn't know about the cat being under the table. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, is that it's another another misunderstanding to add to the tally, isn't it? Yeah. Is is um, Stephen Lewis known for playing characters that often sneeze or look like they're about to sneeze because he's just got that face, isn't he? Yeah, because I've only seen him on on the buses, and I've only seen that a few times. Um, so yeah, but I think he's. He, I didn't really like to say this because I'm not like you know be, being mean about him like that. But I think he's he's playing like the same sort of characters. So in this respect, I think he's typecast a bit, really. Yeah, I think David Remond might have gone. I wanted to sort of celebrate Stephen Lewis and write him a classic part that he could do yeah. really well. That we that yeah. we know what he can do. He may as well utilize that skill of his acting, where he just plays yeah. a slightly dozy character. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's a good opener. Before yeah. we move to the the very small bedroom, it's very, yeah. it's very tight. I think the bed could hardly fit in there. Victor's yeah. trying to turn the mattress. Um, <laughs> I, he said something. He says something about because he is obviously a mattress that's never been probably since the building first. Well, since it's built, they probably had that mattress. And he he says something then that references how old the place is. He pulls out a record. God knows when this the mattress was last. <laughs> Um, here's a record. Um, Frank Kaifi yeah. taught me how to yodel, so I had to Google. I mean, I remember my dad playing it me in like when I was a kid, and I was thinking, What's this? But it, it was released in 1963. <laughs> oh, Clever, isn't it? It's just oh, yeah. If Richard Wilson's acting is brilliant, though, just struggling oh. to lift that mattress alone was funny. Um, yeah, but it's I've I have stayed in a I'll call it an attic room like that where the yeah, they're obviously on the very top floor, hence the ceiling, the the angle of the the roof. You know, yeah. it's right at the top, so they can barely fit in there. They they just think they can spot you know gnats or whatever in the room, so it's just pushing that agenda a bit more. That oh. it's a filthy hotel. Yeah, Margaret seems somewhat more chill. She's had a couple of brandies apparently, so she's in the mood for a bit of romance. And Victor. Yeah for about a second, is on that level because they're smooching, cuddling up at the end of the bed yeah. before he prioritises brushing his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a romance killer in the moment. So, I mean, fair enough. You want fresh breath if you're about to carry out an act like that. But it's not. Victor just, he's got a routine to follow. Yeah. <laughs> and it's another reminder to Margaret that he's just not tuned in to no. romance no. at all. But to be fair, he's... He's not tuned into any romance of any sort. He doesn't read the signs. There's a small debate to be had about Petra Marie. Not a debate, just whether he sort of secretly enjoyed the attention, but not in a sinister way, but probably just like it's two young ladies give me lots of attention. It's not going to go any further than that, but I like it. But I don't know. There could be some clues in there. We'll get to that a little bit later. But um, another little seed planted for a gag with the glass that he brushes past that's on top of the uh chest of drawers yeah there's a bit of a switch to april in the next room i thought she was spying like she was trying to listen to their conversation which that's the impression we're sort of trying to be given as as the as the audience at this point i think yeah but she's just trying to look for insects isn't she she's pulled the cupboard away yeah because she says she put some poison down near the nest so yeah, yeah i mean she was poisoning the insects <laughs> But it's, it's a clue to eight, April definitely has a thing for Victor because mm-hmm. when there's a knock at the door, 
she rushes to get her wig on. She's yeah. got really nice blonde hair. I don't know why, because that's a simple faulty trait. Yeah. on a syrup yeah. and opens the door and it's, I don't know why it's knocking, by the way. No, I thought that too. I thought, why would you knock in your own bedroom? So I don't know. But he, he and she's like, oh, it's you. <laughs> and uh, lets him in. And um, yeah, I think she was hoping it was, presumably hoping it was Victor. But she definitely likes him. That's not, I don't think that's oh, up yeah. for debate. I mean, it is up for debate, but I think for sure. It's obviously to mislead us, isn't it? Of, yeah. of the intentions. Even though we see how things unfold, it just seems like she's got a thing for him. Yeah. And another li- another little sneeze by uh, Blakey. I mean, not Blakey. Yeah. <laughs> by um, Vince. It's all one big scene because we switched to the bathroom, don't we? It's like so. This is the yeah. shared bathroom we spoke about earlier. Yeah. And there's these um two young ladies. They're played by a Deborah Lee and a Patricia Martinelli. And right. I don't know if they are Hungarian. I mean, Deborah Lee doesn't sound like a, uh, not Hungarian, Romanian. Doesn't sound like a Romanian name to me. Patricia yeah. Martinelli doesn't sound like a Martinelli is sort of Spanish Italian, yeah, yeah. Uh, more Italian. But anyway, they must be about twenty years old, twenty one. The yeah. English is a little hammy, which yeah. is purposely done for the writing, of course. They're just interacting. There's nothing significant at that point, is it? Before, no. but he comes back into the bed. Fix this. Comes back into the bedroom. We were just having a chat in the bathroom. <laughs> oh yes. What about? Made you foam at the mouth, whatever it was. Absolutely loving it. He's in a great mood. Yeah. He talks to them, to, to Margaret, like he's just met, you know, two new friends. She's obviously all but being turned down sex. And here he is coming in, badly timed. Frothing at the mouth, she says, clearly, yeah. which is a great. <laughs> yeah. Very quick from Margaret. She's in, yeah, she's in a foul mood again because you've just spoken to two attractive young ladies in the bathroom in an intimate area oh damn and there's me forgot to pack the steel ruler again <laughs> steel? what steel ruler the one that's gone rusty through lack of use it's the steel ruler gag which i thought was very funny through lack of use <laughs> a bit of a yeah. dig at victor that's the end of that conversation yeah yeah it's that's pretty much shut down isn't it until the next morning so I think it's a bit out of order, but Margaret's up and about sightseeing. Yeah. Uh, she's slept on this. In a, she's been in a bad mood. Yeah, this is supposed to be their holiday. And she's yeah. just gone out. So Victor wakes up to breakfast in bed yeah. from April. Very, very thoughtful, but a little <laughs> bit, uh, again, a bit flirtatious, but also mothering him. Yeah. The word mother and flirtatious should be in the same sentence, but mm. hopefully not. I mean, by she's sort of playing different. <laughs> almost different personalities in this in this yeah. moment what are your thoughts yeah. on the breakfast then because i i i would i'd be grateful for any breakfast in bed but i'm yeah. quite like a cooked breakfast if i'm in a on holiday you know on the yeah. seaside definitely um i mean i wrote i did write down as well what contents uh, of that breakfast uh sarah yeah. what we what have we got coffee fruit juice weetabix soggy with honey is it a toasted bun as well yeah it didn't look toasted it just looked like freshly yeah from its other counterpart bun yeah um he might he might not like it i mean he 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 does seem somewhat grateful but he just looks i think his his space has been compromised his personal space he's just woken up and she's leaning right into him and uh yeah she's loving it he's not and another reason for him to be to feel annoyed at her presence basically yeah very very short scene these are quite short scenes aren't they throughout breaks up the episode nicely i think yeah Um, i mean 
that's the breakfast, sorry. Um, I, the only one I would like is the Weetabix and honey because I have honey on my breakfast anyway. So, oh, fair enough. Okay. My first syrup, golden syrup, which is 17 times more bad for you. But <laughs> I suppose uh, you could claim veganism if you're not eating honey because that belongs yeah. to the bees, right? <laughs> so well, syrup, I feel like I, I'm doing something. <laughs> yeah, this is my side of me coming out like the Manchester Bee and the honey. <laughs> Manchester Bee, oh, yes. yeah, that's true, the Manchester Bee. But I did just say I would like a cooked breakfast and that an employee would like sausage and bacon and eggs, but there you go. Yeah. A bit later on into the day, so whilst uh, Margaret's out and about, Vince has got a little surprise for Victor. <laughs> and it's, again, it, it's up, up for a small debate if this is a bit out of order. But he's carved, uh, because he used to be stone masonry kind mm. of guy, so he's carved a, a tombstone, which <laughs> is... I think if you just, so we do see a close-up shot of what it says, Old Vic, Vic a yeah. few of the bits on there, and it's, he's got the year of his birth, which 1928 is the year of my both my grandparents born. So I feel that's a small connection because they're the same age as my grandparents. In you know, yeah. I think I mean, Richard Wilson was probably born a few years after 1920 because he's 86. Yeah. And I believe um, Annette Crosby's 88. So that's not quite... But anyway, in that that universe, they're the same age as my grandparents who brought me up on one foot. So I've, yeah. I like that, even though it's a bit dark and it's to do with a, a gravestone. Well, no, it's nice. It's a nice connection to have, really. You know, it's it's, it's nice, yeah. Is it thoughtful, what Vince has done? Or is it insensitive? He knows Victor's paranoid about death and always his health in general. I think maybe that's gone over his head possibly too, but I think because he's in his in his way, he thinks he's saving his money because he says, oh, that's money you won't have to fork out later on. Mm. But he won't. It'll be to Margaret yeah. uh, so uh, and like he says a, was it um piece of masonry good quality masonry he'll, he'll appreciate that I'm quite pleased with this scroll work round the top here very tricky that one slip with a chisel you bollocked up the whole slab <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I think thoughtful or kind is the right word but it is a, it is a matter of fact it would save them money if you indeed wanted a tombstone, yeah. but I I think you probably could have done without the carving. If you just presented a slab, yeah, and said, we'll keep it here, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that's fine because you don't have to see it. I don't think no. they're, they're made to take it home, are they? No, because it's on the train, uh, aren't they? So yeah. they can't carry that with them. Yeah, yeah. I think you would have done if they had the car because he says you know if you had the car, you know you could have brought took it home. But um, yeah, I mean it would have been nicer to let Margaret put her own words on that I think. that's true yeah that's true the but, fact is he spent time on it but it it yeah. implies that he he's almost looking forward to victor dying especially when margaret comes to view it later yeah he's, he's, you know obviously i didn't put the end year so just let me know when that happens and obviously that's a bit later on in the in the, in the scene where he you know he says i oh, won't be long now when he's talking to the cucumbers which yeah. we're supposed you know it's a good job that was written in about him talking to his cucumbers otherwise we would think as the audience oh he's been a bit nasty there yeah but yeah. you look when she says sorry to that comment when he's speaking to the cucumbers he just looks back sheepishly doesn't he yeah, i don't know he doesn't say anything he just looks back as if to say oh i shouldn't have said that should i yeah uh, i thought that was a bit a bit weird but so i'm, I'm yeah. going a little bit ahead of the uh order of play here Oh, that's fine. I mean, I was looking up because I think in like this was filmed in 1990, I think talking to the the plants and organic certainly wasn't as popular as it is today. And I think um, 
King Charles, he he brought that out because I remember something where he he said that he spoke to his plants as well. So yeah, he must have made that popular. <laughs> right, I didn't know. Yeah, I so I remember growing up in the nineties, organic being a thing. Sainsbury's used to absolutely push it all the time. <laughs> bio organic, right. bio organic. But yeah. didn't, at that age, didn't truly knew, know what it meant myself. But no. more than ever, it's definitely a good thing. But a little bit later on. I mean, it feels like it's probably mid-afternoon at this point. Mm. They're both in a bad mood. Me? Nothing much. I was force-fed Weetabix puree and sentenced to death. An average day, really. Uh, yeah. Margaret's just come back from a day out. Uh, just their best bit passive-aggressive, aren't they, on the stairs? Victor goes to cool off. Yeah. Pours himself a lager. <laughs> and we know what happens next. Margaret walks in horrified and realises what's happened. Yeah. I just wonder. I mean, I know the bottom part of that glass has come away, the very bottom. Yeah. But I just don't know how or why there's glue on the very bottom because it's stuck to his head. Yeah, no, I thought that really because is it, sure. tre- is it treacle? You know, when you like, if you if you glue anything and piece it together, it's going to overspill. So presumably, it's just ran down the side to the, yeah. under the underneath. Possibly. I didn't think of that till you know watched it the other day. Yeah, and yeah, it's it's <laughs> completely stuck. <laughs> it's a sort of thing that can only happen to Victor. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why Margaret just didn't hand it. You know, in real life, you just take it, put it in the bin or just tell the you know, sorry about this, can I have another one? Yeah, so then you wouldn't have a great sitcom gag plot, would you? Yeah, no, definitely not. <laughs> um, yeah, I love his line, like, you know, and just don't lean over, you'll spill it. And he says, I'm you know, about her laying in bed being a bedridden <laughs> Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just and he and, and you do picture a, a Dalek in that moment, don't you? He yeah. just looks because <laughs> yeah. it's la- later in the in the night. It looks like they've been turned down emergency service yeah. support. Margaret, the, the the role has changed here because she seems to be a bit. It looks like she's in the doghouse because she probably feels guilty about gluing it together and not warning yeah. him, and he's in a foul mood. The dynamic yeah. switch there a bit, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's he just goes to when he goes to sleep on his side and he lets go of the glass and it stays there. Apparently, I don't know how many times I've had this conversation now, but that didn't get as many laughs as Richard Wilson was hoping. No, Where I did I hear that? Was it with David Renwick? I can't remember now. I think it was David on the interview. He said uh, like it wasn't as much of a laugh as we thought we'd get. No, which is disappointing because it is a very good scene, you know, very good visual as well. It's just, you know, I just laugh every time I see it, really. It's just really, and really how that glass is made and everything. I remember listening to the podcast and um, David or one of the other guests say that it wasn't proper glass, obviously, but the way like explained how it was made, it's just, yeah, it's very clever. I think the audience didn't laugh as much because you do momentarily see him let go of it and they can see that it sticks properly because he's obviously holding it most of the time. Yeah. I don't know if it's because of that, but it, I, we, all, we all laughed at home, didn't we, when we yeah. first watched it? Poor yeah. Victor. It must be painful, but it's a special adhesive uh, used there to stick that on. And uh, yeah. it's obviously just a plastic, solid, solid plastic cup, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's very, it's very good. Very yeah. visual gag. Very funny. Yeah. Uh, the next day, Ma- Margaret is uh, now in the, the, the back garden with... Uh, I don't know if this back garden is open to all the other guests, just to roam around, but... Yeah, she's she's invited to to look at the tombstone, and she's probably now thinking, "Oh, I hate you! Like, how can you? How dare you create?" So she's, you know, she's trying to be polite, but also a little bit freaked out. Quite flabbergasted, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Yeah, and like I said earlier, he what he just walks off. 
saying it won't be long now. He's, t- he's obviously talking to his cucumbers about them growing. Yeah. <laughs> and just looks back at her when she's sorry, like, what did you say? And he just looks back and says, oops, I, you've found me out here, haven't you? Yeah. Um, it's unfortunately timed. Yeah, I don't understand why he didn't at that point say, oh, I'm just talking to the flowers, unless he didn't want to appear mad to Margaret. But there again, he... But he he's talking out loud anyway. Like, <laughs> if, it, it would, if, he, if he said, oh, that's embarrassing, I don't want you to know I was talking to the... But he's saying it out loud. Like, he's talk, yeah. literally talking. I don't know. He's just planting another seed for Margaret to dislike Vince further. She, she's probably already wary of him somewhat. Seals the deal. Can I just say as well, I think the garden must have been filmed in a different place because I don't remember a garden. You don't remember that? that? Yeah, that's quite common, isn't it? They, they'll use two different locations or more for one actual place. Was there no garden at all? Was it just like patioed or... Yeah, it was patioed, yeah. I don't remember a garden at all. So there must maybe... have been... Maybe it was a garden that was pathied over. Um, it was very tiny as well, so... Oh, it probably wasn't then. It probably was, like you say, a, a different yeah. location down the road. But it makes me laugh as well as the garden looks very pristine and mm. manicured and everything, and then you look at the guest house and it's... <laughs> yeah, that's I, Yeah, I've never really compared the two. They've got more... Yeah. Well, Vince has got more yeah, enthusiasm for yeah clean looking garden first it, it yeah. probably is considerably cleaner out in that garden actually despite the wildlife yeah it probably is yeah no, no yeah. fish no fish stains on those cucumbers that's for sure <laughs> oh, I, I can't believe i just said that line so <laughs> do apologize i hope you I hope we can carry on now I'll just swiftly yeah. move on from that i'll yeah. definitely keep it in i'm not editing that out i need some comedy <laughs> on the podcast oh. um <laughs> i didn't mean to say it like i could assure you but i'm digging a hole here so i'm going to move on swiftly um <laughs> if, you, if we can both compose ourselves i don't know if that's possible from here on out in the reception area april sees off some guests yeah and she said she, she just a passing comment about ointment for uh the wrists and ankles is that to imply something kinky's happened i thought it was your wrists and ankles so like being tied up and have some is it that I mean, this is called Love and Death and things are weird. I mean, it's not like the hotel in Wisdom of the Witch where mirror window, but it's not that kind of hotel, is it? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think so. But no, I took it as, um, I didn't think of it that way at all. I took it as, as, uh, so maybe you're right, but I took it as... um, It's too late late for me to say I didn't think of it that way either, but I've already dropped myself in it once. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you you were saying I I interrupted rudely. Um, she says, "Oh, most of the guests in that room swear by this ointment, you know, um, or words to that effect." Yeah. What she says, so I thought it was like she'd got insect bites or, or something like that. But I mean, it could be that they've been a bit kinky. Possibly, yeah. And... Uh, I don't know. I'll say no more on the matter. I've been a bit Victor here, and I dismissing all of this. <laughs> Vince says to April that Victor, who has been dropped off at the hospital, by the way, walking mm. back. Probably doesn't want to spend a minute longer if he can help it with Vince. Probably thinks he's going to crash the car purposely so he can hand the tombstone yeah. <laughs> to Margaret. <laughs> the, the, so, yeah, that thing continues with the insect-infested hotel. Yeah. He asks for Vince for some sort of repellent of some kind to be purchased. Yeah. And then, yeah, Victor does actually walk back in once again, full of gleam as he's had a bit of a, a date with Petra Marie. Uh, I thought I'd walk back along the front, then I met Petra and Marie. What's that on your neck? What? That, on the side of your neck. Where? Oh, yeah. Do you know where I got that? In the bathroom last night. I thought I felt one of them bite me then. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody things. Just as well I got some more of this spray. 
before they chew us on to black. Uh, yeah. An unplanned one, you would assume, walking on the side of the promenade. And yeah, and he's got, not only has he delivered that bit of uplifting news, well, uplifting for Victor, not for Margaret, and she's already <laughs> feeling vulnerable. Yeah. But she thinks he's got some sort of love bite hickey on his neck. Yeah. Which, because it's been very much a common theme with insect bites, you believe it is an insect bite. It's nothing to do with the fact that they've, he's a 60 year old man, they're 20. I don't know the, the likelihood is they would be uh, interested, but Margaret no. seems to think. So that is just adding more doubt into Margaret. You know, he's been yeah. in the bathroom with them. And he's been, he spent a, what, a, presumably an hour or two of the day with them. I mean, she did walk off first thing in the morning, if, uh, or, I think it's the same day or the, the day before. So yeah. if she'd done that, he might not have felt compelled to like spend time elsewhere. I don't know. We just don't know what his subconscious is telling him. No, no, definitely not. Um, and I mean, also, he, he he really didn't help himself by saying, oh, yes, uh, when, you know, she says, what's that on your neck? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> he says, oh, I thought I felt one of them bite me in the bathroom last night. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a nervous disposition you're gonna think are you saying what i think you're saying but would you say it so obviously i don't know yeah <laughs> but it takes us to the landing again where the the uh the girls uh petra marie seemingly wary about some midges something the matter what is it ashley i douche use the shower but it's full of um Chest, Marie. Oh, what is the word? Michi. Michi. Oh, midges. Yeah, no, midges. No, I've got the very thing here. Stand back. I'll deal with this. There we are. There we go. Obviously, the misunderstanding again comes to light. Victor's got some spray in his hand, so he thinks, oh, you're saying midges. Go straight to that bathroom, and we know what happens. There's yeah. three or four dwarfs, we should say short people. Yeah. But, yeah, he thinks yeah. midget. I mean, midget was an acceptable term once upon a time. I, you know, yeah. I believe it isn't now. For the purpose of the dialogue, he's midgets, sprays these poor chaps, and they beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, he comes out clutching his crotch and they are they're just again a bit like how april would they're just all over him i'll come and they probably yeah. take him back to their room i wonder yeah. what they're doing i hope your private parts recover soon <laughs> i hope so yes thank you because when he comes out again they said we hope your private parts uh or something like that are better they i don't know yeah. i'm sure they wouldn't i'm sure he wouldn't have got naked but no presumably I... offered some sort of physio i don't know it's <laughs> yeah I thought, what were they doing to try and make it better? Mm. <laughs> yeah, but I think Vic, Victor's a bit. If you if you've just been beaten up out of the blue, it probably is a bit of a shock. Yeah, but yeah. he this is the for, for all his faults. I think on this occasion, he 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 should have said, "Don't worry, I'm just going to go to my room. It's fine, thanks." But yeah. he just goes off. He knows, yeah. but then again, he's not still not reading the room with margaret and her no. insecurities so it's like what's wrong with this they're just gonna it would take a few i mean i don't know how long he would have been with them let's say 10 minutes being patched up but it's a bit like 
go back to Forty Towers with the Australian girl. I don't know how right. familiar are Forty Towers and the plot, but there's an episode with an Australian that Basil just can't keep his hands off, literally. But it's an accident each time. Right. Um, it's a bit like this, but all those slight role reversal because they can't keep their hands off him accidentally. But then <laughs> again, it, it's more Forty Towers because they Victor goes to his room and Margaret's locked him out, so they're having a bit of a Barney through the door. Yeah. Did she see him wander off? Yeah, he does. She she came, came out of the room just as they said, I hope your private parts are okay. Yeah. That's it, yeah. She has so. like this look on her face, um, going back to my notes. Uh, she rushes into the room and locks the door. Victor's like confused as to, why are you doing that? Why are you locking the door? Why are you locking me out? Yeah. Yeah. Since we've got here. And then she says, evidently nothing you can do anything about. But she also mentioned this in, um, she's saying, oh, you're a superstar, do you know it? But in like sarcastic tones and saying about lust and lustery with Dracula's daughters. Because <laughs> the Romanian. <laughs> Very expressive, isn't she, Mark? Yeah. I, I just thought, I suppose, Endgame is another time where she got, she, she was somewhat, she, I was either jealous and repulsed at the same time because Victor was in a, uh, a lineup, wasn't he, for um, Identity Parade? Identity for, for a uh, Flashing. Flashing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, that's another, again, I don't think she'd have been jealous as, as like, oh, you've been showing people your pride, but more how dare you do that to... Yeah. An old lady, but not incredibly trust trusting, but but she knows what he's like. She knows he's daft, that like he just doesn't read the room. I don't know. You'd think like they've been married for such a long time, you know, mm. uh, that she'd know him more inside out and know that he'd never dream of cheating on her. Uh, yeah. No. No. I mean she nearly she almost did with Ben. I mean she gave him a kiss, but as in Ben in warm champagne, that is. Um, yeah. it's not really any other occasion. But yeah, anyway, that's that's really uh, put a dampener on the mood even further. Yeah. And Victor then goes, I think for the second time that day, goes out for a walk on, on the beach. Yeah. And uh, he de- we then see the old lady from the <laughs> in the carriage who's loved up oh. with her. So that book is working. Yeah. So Victor should, although I don't think he doubts, he would doubt that book wouldn't offer good advice. He just thinks he shouldn't be doing it, you know. But yeah. there he is as a, a, a husband in the doghouse l- looking on at people, you know, Bit yeah. of a, a bit of a, a trope in TV programs where someone's in the doghouse or they're not getting their way in with romance. Yeah. They see everyone else doing well, including yeah. that really corny um, bit with the, the young couple. Oh gosh! Yeah. Walking side to side, kissing. No, put <laughs> in my notes. Nobody does that in no real. that, but it's it just just <laughs> so. I think you saw that a lot in nineties dramas <laughs> or or uh, soaps where they young teenagers kissing in such a way that it's so unnatural yeah but yeah. victor's staring on for longer than that's comfortable probably thinking what the hell are you doing but also oh i'm i'm missing out on romance myself here, you know i feel so sad. i was just it's not really anything to do with more than the grave but that shot of underneath the pier yeah that is i this i i don't know if i don't know anytime i've been on a seaside under a pier it just feels a bit depressing being underneath the pier but also yeah it's quite it's quite a uh, i can't describe it but i like it but i don't it just seems a bit like you're far away from everything that's going on on the yeah. beach but you're underneath you probably take a great picture underneath the underneath the pier of the of the, of the coastline and, and yeah because obviously a pier is like stacked up on all these metal bars and it just it can look picturesque but i just thought i just it's a feeling I can't describe. Getting a bit deep here, Sarah. Sorry, but yeah, no, any time I've been on the beach and there is and there is a pier, if I walk underneath, actually, oh, it just seems a bit dark and 
and a bit yeah. sort of antisocial. I don't know it's something about it, but it no. also can be picturesque. It's a really weird feeling. Yeah, because um, it's dark as well, like as you walk underneath. It's like if it's particularly if it's a really sunny day as well, and then you walk under the pier and yeah. it's just oh, and you get the yeah. cold. Well, you know, yeah. Well, I I do yes. anyway. Also, imagine naughty people hang out there, teenagers like, of a night, just doing all sorts. And you just think, oh, I just don't seem, don't know. I don't know why I even talk about this, to be honest with you. But when I was watching, I think it just brought a feeling to me. I thought, oh, yeah, I yeah. don't really like, I, I, should, I should just not stand underneath a pier. But sometimes you're walking along a beach, you have to. It's, it's not a big deal. I'm just going a bit deep here for no apparent reason. Yeah, that's about it, really, isn't it? He wanders into the pub at the end. Yeah. What else am I supposed to do? I'm not welcome at, uh, at the boarding house. May as well get lashed which he does so it's evening time now and this time april's mothering margaret she's obviously got a migraine of sorts and she's yeah. margaret's worried about victor mm-hmm. and she's painted a picture the true picture of what happened earlier she's got wrong, wrong end of the stick and I, I did like the line from april you didn't know he was going to be beaten up by midgets <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. so you know I suppose if Margaret had taken the time to earlier in the earlier scene just actually pop her head around the corner and see the the short people, mm. she'd be like, "Oh, he's just clearly been um, assaulted." Then yeah. you know, rather yeah. than just that knee jerk reaction of going, "Right, I'm closing this door on you and not even looking at you," she gets uh, enc- she's encouraged to sleep in April's bed. This is more comfy yeah. in the there's blackout curtains and it yeah. just makes sense. And she sort of obliges and. Even later on in, into the evening, there's a knock at the door and a paralytic Victor is being carried on the shoulder of a policeman, <laughs> which has April in absolute fits of laughter, of course. Vince and her sort of lug him up the stairs and they rather sweetly put put him in the in bed next to yeah. Margaret. So they're, they're obviously made to sleep in uh, Victor yeah. and Margaret's bedroom. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a great line before that as well. <laughs> they said, the policeman said they found him in a public toilet making seagull noises. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that a random thing or is, have I missed a gag earlier? I think that's referencing the scene earlier where they were in the dining room and um, Victor Oh, yes, yeah. Toilet, toilet yeah. yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs> um, there's, it's quite a sweet uh, sight because Margaret cut, cuddles into Victor and, yeah, he's obviously, yeah, he's hung over and half asleep but, and she's half asleep herself, but it's nice, you know, a bit of very rare. Can anything of other times I've seen him cuddling up like that in bed or otherwise? I think yeah. in, I think it's in series one where, I think it's right at the end of the series. Oh, like, yeah. When they're cuddling in this, because the carpets are being brought in, there's the beach yeah. engineer staring through the window. And yeah. I'm sure in who's listening christmas special where she thinks he's no she's bought him a watch oh, remember that and he, and, he, and he goes oh i did the same i got myself yeah <laughs> it's not really they just don't have i suppose when it matters like when either one of them's down especially if margaret's having a bad time he will uh comfort her when he like when she's lost her job or you know yeah. she's worried about age he, he's he's a good man as victor yeah um and she she yeah. knows that I mean, when he when he dies, she'll certainly remember those moments more so and how he cared. In the next morning, this is where it all unravels in a horrid... Oh. I mean, the word misunderstanding is used so many times oh. in the podcast, but... Yeah, misunderstanding, yeah. I've wrote it so many... <laughs> so many... Because oh, Victor's obviously hungover now, head probably all over the place, he makes his way yeah. to the bathroom. This is Okay, so this is when... When I said earlier about en suite, 
not that he would know there's an ensuite in that bedroom. He didn't know where he is, to be fair. But just no. say he just say he wandered into the ensuite bathroom. Mm. He, you know, he wouldn't have uh, gone where the hell am I? Because he'd have gone back in and gone, oh, Margaret's there as well. Why are we in this room? But yeah, he goes to the. Uh, they haven't got an ensuite, so there's no point even dwelling on it. And yeah. he quickly realizes, oh, crap, I've been I've been sleeping in April's bed. Yeah, the realisation. The realisation, he's been taken advantage of, mind-boggling yeah. for him, thinking yeah. that he's been unfaithful. Then in the, in the other room, Vince and April getting up, and he, he he's going out fishing for the day, so he must get his fishing trousers. He can't go fishing without my fishing trousers. While he goes off, April pops her head around the, the bathroom door. Somewhat, mm. again, flirty, bit central. Doesn't help things by saying our little secret, I won't tell Margaret. I think, oh, I don't know. I mean, that's just her personality, I suppose. She's probably yeah. always like that. Yeah, just, yeah. Just unfortunate yeah. timing. Yeah, just the look in her eyes as well, just the way she is. It's just like, you know, yeah, yeah. she's just with him. Again, yeah. invading his personal space because he's in the bathroom. Yeah. Just just yeah. like wait till he's come out, at least, I don't know. Yeah. But then, of course, yeah, Vin, by now, Vince is now in his original room and Margaret's yeah. awake and she sees um, him take off his trousers to put on his fishing trousers. Oh, yeah. So she, she's thinking he's just got out of this bed I've been taken advantage of. I've been drugged. It's a very dark thought that she thinks, the fact she thinks that yeah. I've basically been raped. That's just quite, you don't think, yeah. when you think of it like that, from her point of view, yeah. it's evil, but yeah, it's yeah. frustrating because you want to explain. They, they've got no time to explain. They don't even think to no. speak to April and Vince today. No. So, uh, yeah, the, the, Margaret and Victor greet each other at the bottom of the stairs by now and uh they're, they're, yeah. they're a bit sort of distant still and a bit i feel for them because they're both probably riddled with guilt by now thinking, yeah oh god the fact that they're both thinking it if only they could just communicate properly yeah, yeah. They, they they're they're just i don't know if their holiday has ended at this point or they just decided which because she, she i thought it was interesting that she said i thought you'd gone home so is it, yeah. is it even more of a reason to know for sure she her, she knew she mistakenly slept with vince in that moment she thought Victor was gone home so when she realized he hasn't mm. uh, i'm not saying it, it will make her think or oh, maybe i did sleep with my husband it's just the fact that she in the morning thought i've definitely slept with another man here i'm not seeing things because victor's gone yeah. uh but yeah victor before they go he's got one more job to take care of yeah as he oh. says gets the same but he must go to some effort to get the breakfast train or the all the bits you know, struts in the in the room, and and April's a bit uh, taken unaware. She she's not expecting him to just waltz into the room, and she looks a bit again a bit sheepish and a bit like she's hiding something. But more than oh, I'm embarrassed that you're in my bedroom. I don't know. You know, she looks a bit like that, but then she walks him in on him when he's in the bathroom. So we're doing what she did. But... Exactly. I think she's also thinking what the hell's going on because he's she knows that he seems not shy but distant with her. But yeah. now he's just full fitter. Good morning, my love. I thought you might be hungry after last night's exertion. Oh, Victor, that's very kind of you. But I've already eaten. I think I've got everything. Soggy Weetabix with honey, runny eggs, orange juice, coffee. Yes, there we are. <laughs> Breakfast in bed. Oh, nearly forgot. Hot toasty bun. The next time you take advantage of my body, it'll be under that gravestone. <laughs> Clever little parting line before they're in the, the in the taxi again. Yeah. 
much like much like when they're on the ta- in the taxi on the way to uh, to Athens. But yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, Margaret wants wants a bit of revenge herself. She knows that Vince is going fishing. Could you stop here just a minute, please? Oh, good morning, Margaret. Morning, Vince. Ah. I don't know how she can know. Did she spot him, or did she hear? Did she hear earlier? Like, oh, he's gone. I don't know. But anyway, she asked the taxi. Marches across the pier. Morning, Vince. Pushes him off, and yeah, that's oh. it. She, she's probably satisfied that she's inflicted some pain on him. Could yeah. have drowned, like you say. We don't know if he can swim. Even if he can swim, presumably mid mid to late sixties, he might he might yeah. have a bit of arthritis. He might not be able to swim anymore. So, so something I sh- I should really have included on the podcast is all the all the uh, and they do this on the Jonathan Creek podcast. They they discuss what certain characters would be done for in court in a court of law. So in this instance, you know, Victor would be done for some sort of arson, yeah. and Margaret would be done for well, I, I presume would that be attempted murder <laughs> or maybe <laughs> attempted manslaughter? Yeah, she just I I don't suppose she wanted to kill him, just make him suffer a bit. And yeah, in the yeah. in the deep seas. <laughs> I think there's a few times where I've thought, oh, like the um, Monday morning will be fine. You know, the um, I thought they could have got done then, or, or found out as well that they actually lied to um, to the lady and her future husband about Victor not really being in hospital. And so, yeah, they would have like maybe got done for that for wasting yeah. police time. Really, maybe yes. Yeah, possibly. I'm sure uh, there's many other occasions they could have. God knows what um, Margaret did to Glynis in the final episode. Did you? What's your take on that very final moment? Because uh, people assume, well, when when that debate is had, it's like did, what she do there in the moment. You don't know if she she could have gone back again. She might have gone. I'm just going to think about this, and I might go back and inflict some damage to Glynis. Yeah, I or don't... she might have called the, the old bill on on her. We just don't know. But what, what's your opinion? Yeah, I don't think she would have been that cruelest killer maybe but just make her suffer in some way maybe I don't know give her like um I, I don't know but like tablets enough to make her just sleep kill her so make her worry you know and then possibly like she goes to the hospital and says you know I've been given all these tablets I don't I don't think she'd like kill her I don't think I think she has got a conscience yeah. um, I think if she was to kill her I think she would actually hand herself in because <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Her intention could be there to just hurt, physically hurt someone. She left a left hook on Millicent that she wouldn't have got. She wouldn't have punched her, thinking I'm going to kill you. Just a punch. Mm. So yeah. pushing, pushing Vince off a what looks like about a fifty foot drop. Yeah. Fifty foot, maybe higher. It it's like she probably she didn't think, and there's a like a sharp rocks, and you know, like she's not thinking it's a shallow area with, with rocks or yeah. there's a killer killer shark on the loose. Yeah. But she must know that that's, that, you know, something back and up. Anyway. Thinking she's that. actually quite violent when you think of it, isn't she? She hit Millicent, you know, with that big uh, boxing glove and now put <laughs> here. So, yeah. She is She is a feisty woman. Yeah. She's, she's a bit of a mouse in series one to, for the most part, but certainly an assertive lady. Yeah. Yeah. But how, how, what would you score that out of 10? Do you know, I'd have to say nine. Nine? Yeah. Or near, near perfect. What would have made it a 10 then? The outcome would be that, you know, they actually do eventually sit down with April and Vince and explain why they did what they did and their mix-ups all sorted out. I don't know, but then... That, that might take the magic away of the, yeah. uh, the yeah. frustration we feel 
Yeah. For for April and Vince and Margaret and Victor. Yeah. 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 I see your point. It, it's a it's a high score for me. Seven yeah. or eight easily. Yeah. Just that dynamic of them not being at Riverbank. Yeah. Quite a good quite a good quiz question. How many episodes are the Meldrews not seen at Riverbank? Two, three off the top of my head. Re- rearranging the dust. One foot in the Algarve. And this one. Yeah. Um. There's surely one or two others. I suppose the comment yeah. release special. Hearts of Darkness as well. Hearts of Darkness. Yes. Well thought. Yeah. yeah. Might be one or two more. No, that's probably it, isn't it? In reality. And also looking at this shot here, where they're in the taxi. Um, I think that is because you've got Boscombe where the actual guest house is in real life and then you've got Bournemouth so I think they look like they're travelling from Bournemouth to Boscombe where in oh. reality you've got the guest house and they only just need to go down the road and they're out of Bournemouth so I think yeah it's a shot completely different the guest uh, okay. house meant to be in Bournemouth centre yeah I noticed that I yeah, yeah. Should have, I should have noted it's aired November the 8th 1990 yeah. So you can tell that was being filming in the spring summertime that year because it's yeah. quite clearly sunny, isn't it? So yeah. April May. I presume I don't know how production works with these things, but you you presume things are filmed and edited six months before it's aired at least. Um, but yeah, a really good episode, and yeah. yeah, that is the penultimate one of of the series, and yeah. the penultimate one of of me reviewing these all over again. Yeah. Just to, just to remind listeners, it's the last. One will be next week. Well, yeah, the next release will be the last one I re-review. So I emphasize it's a re-review because I reviewed it already, but I used to, I did these first two on my own, um, you know, two and a half years ago. So it's good to cover them with with guests like yourself. It's been a pleasure. Thank um, you. Yeah, for inviting me on. That's okay. Have you got time for a quick game one foot in the desert island? Yes, I have. Yeah. So, Sarah, where are you? Where about you going on holiday? I would be going to on holiday to New York. To but... New York, okay. Yeah. So, unfortunately, you've crash landed on yeah. an island, however far from New York. Yeah. The gods are going to make it as uh, I'll just say me. I'll make it as easy as possible. <laughs> okay, so you can take a one foot in the grave character. Doesn't have to be one you've seen, or you could just be one we we hear of now and again. But who would you take, and why? Well, I was actually discussing this with my son, Jamie, because uh, he likes One Foot in the Grave as well. Um, Big up to Jamie. Jamie, yeah, 18 years, yeah. Glad. Well, <laughs> he's into writing as well. And um, yeah, script writing as Ooh. well. He so, but yeah, we both said that um, we'd take Margaret. Margaret, okay. Why is that? Why Margaret? Because she, <laughs> not after this episode, <laughs> but she seemed, <laughs> yeah, just, I was writing it down thinking, no. <laughs> but the other episode, um, mainly, she's very practicable and calm in every situation and thinks logically. She does. Um, so I, I'd certainly need that if we crash-landed on an island. I'd be panicking, going, oh, no, what are we going to do? And she'd be there going, you know, calm down. <laughs> For God's sake, Sarah. Yeah. But if you think about One Foot in the Algarve, she <laughs> had the foresight to go, let's just try and open this door. Yeah. They didn't think because there wasn't a handle stupidly, so she just forced it open. So she 
most of us wouldn't even attempt it. But she's no. gone, right, let me just find... I don't know if it's a steel ruler she used for that, you know, to get the part to open. Would have been, it yeah. would have been rusty, definitely, but she got it open, didn't she? So, yeah, yeah. fair enough, Mark. I can't record if anyone's chosen Margaret yet. They might have considered it, but, mm. yeah, that's, that's uh, they're all good choices, but I, I like hearing why. So with Margaret, then, um, she may or may not want to watch One from the Grave because that would be weird <laughs> in her timeline. It would be like watching a documentary for her, but I'll allow you to... I don't know why I'm being so tight with only letting, allowing one episode, but you can have one yep. episode up to one. up to the length of a feature length special. Okay. Um, what are you taking? It's your portable DVD player, solar powered, by the way, for anyone who asks. Okay. How it's how it works. So yeah, what um what episode and why? Probably take um the feature length special, the wisdom of the witch. Wisdom. Mm. Why wisdom? Is it just because? First of all, it's a long episode, so you get your yeah. money's worth. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, um, yeah, and I do, I do like it. I mean, it's I have a great to... special. It's so, oh. it's a, it's just a complete episode in the respect that it's just perfect. I think. Yeah, um, yeah, and also like I remember when it was out, and I'm a Blur fan, so I was like, oh, Phil Daniels Park Life. So I was just like, oh yeah, of course, yeah, Melvin, yeah. Yeah, Melvin, yeah. So, but yeah, and equally, I have to look away in some parts because I like Patrick. I don't like spiders. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, really? Yeah. So, but yeah, apart from that, you know, it's a, it's a great episode. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, you need to eat apart from fish yep. and coconuts and any other vegetation you can harvest from the island. Yeah. I will allow you to have one meal as featured in the show. Okay. It doesn't have to uh, have been seen. It could have been spoken about. What What's your daily meal that you're having every day yeah I was discussing this with my boyfriend Dean and um I was like oh what should I have and then I said oh double whopper with cheese oh that's the second one we've had on this double whopper cheese is a yeah. very good shout because yeah. that will come as a meal presumably you get your fries you get a fizzy drink with it yeah maybe a side if you're lucky so that's yeah. quite that's a good choice if uh you can't go wrong with that generally can you that's yeah. No, any dish is going to be boring after the maybe even the sixth or seventh day. Yeah, but it's I, I want to say it's got a bit of everything. It hasn't as it hasn't got anything healthy, but it's just you can't get wrong with it. No, you can't. Yeah, can't. And you can cancel it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can go wrong with it, but you can't. No, it's just yeah. Okay, cool. What about the drink? What drink are you having? Um, it would have to be the milky drink because I don't drink alcohol anymore. Is that the milky drink they talk about in Timeless Time? Yeah, yeah. Put a drop of rum in it, he says. <laughs> Without the rum, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would that not make it curdle somewhat? Oh, maybe in the sun, yeah. Never thought of that, actually. But I do like milky drinks. Um, yeah. <laughs> milky drink, okay. Yeah, each his own. I mean, I just feel that that wouldn't be the most refreshing drink, but it doesn't have to be refreshing, does it? I mean, a, a few a few listeners have opted for a Pilsner Lager or a can of lager that you would have seen in a different episode, but it depends yeah. if you like lager. No. I, I don't know if I... What I'd go for, but I respect your choice. Milky drink it is. Thank you. <laughs> I suppose you've got the um double waffle cheese meals come with a coke already, so yeah. you want to move away from fizzies anyway. Again, relatively new question I've only asked in the last few episodes, but you can use bring with you any prop from the show. What would it? What would it be, and why? Mister Swainy's fishing rod. Oh, clever! Yeah, <laughs> fly fishing. Yeah, fly fishing yeah. with mother. Yeah. I don't need to ask why you take that because that's obvious. Yeah. Very smart choice yeah. there. Say no more. <laughs> and 
yeah, give the man a fish, he'll feed his family for a day, give him a fishing rod, etc., yeah. etc. Et so you can feed any character to the sharks if you're feeling angry. You might <laughs> want to feed Margaret at this stage if she's on your case, <laughs> self-defense and all that. Yeah. But um, who who would you uh who would you choose? Who would you they regenerate every day, so you don't yeah. you won't feel guilty for too long. Probably Mr. Gleason. Oh, is that the, the guy who chucks the swan? Yeah. The... Yeah. Yeah. Didn't like him at all, which shows what a good actor he is. But yeah, he, he was just very violent. You know, I mean, it, there was no need to like push Victor's door open and break the glass and then put his head through the window and everything else he did. I thought that was very cruel. I mean, Mr. Gazansky, he buried him in the back garden, which was quite cruel, but not as cruel as what Mr. Gleason no. did. Definitely not, no. Thanks for the beers, as he says, as yeah. he was about to leave. Then he saw yeah. that Victor had a, a fake beard on. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah it's a perfectly understandable choice because he was yeah. just a vicious guy, wasn't he? Just yeah. not nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. You wouldn't stick maggots in his food then? No, I'd do a lot worse than that, probably. <laughs> Give <laughs> <him> medicine. <laughs> you push him off the top of a pier, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you're finally rescued, again, I'm sure you'd want to see your family first, but who from the show would you like to rescue you? Who's the first uh, person you want to see? Probably Mr. Swaney. Uh, yeah, that's that's a popular choice. Yeah. The old Boy Scout element. He's, he yeah. knows what he's doing. Yeah, I wrote that down actually, Boy Scout. So yeah, because um, he again very practicable, and you know, I, I'm sure he'd know how to like build a boat out of logs and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's say no more. I mean, he said he he's he's calls himself an overgrown Boy Scout, which is really sad. Yeah, yeah. God love him. Yeah. Well, that's that's great choices. Thank you. Um, I hope your time on the island was a uh, fulfilling one. It was, yeah, definitely. As as as, as, as fulfilling as been on the of one for the podcast. Yeah, oh, great, loved every minute of it. Thank you. Well, Sarah, thanks for coming on. It's been a great debut. I've really enjoyed talking about love and death, particularly. It's a very interesting episode. I hope, hope you've had a ball of a time. Oh yeah, it's been absolutely fun. Yeah, lots of fun. Yeah, definitely. We'll. Um back next week for timeless time with ben but yeah thanks again sarah thanks everyone for listening thank you